Hi, my name is Truck. Welcome to Tales from Truck City. <laughs> What's your name? My name is Doug Woodard. What's your job? I work as a patrol deputy for the Boulder County Sheriff's Office, and I'm also a canine handler. How long have you been doing this? I've been working for the Boulder County Sheriff's Office for about three years, and I've been a canine handler for two of the years. What's the name of your canine? My canine's name is Kingston, but we call him King. He got a bulletproof vest recently, right? He did, yes. We... uh, we applied for a, a bulletproof vest for him from a nonprofit organization called uh, Vested Interest Canines, and uh, he was awarded the vest. It was the funds were provided uh, by Pet Scoop Services down in Denver, but it was completely free to the sheriff's office, which was pretty huge for us. Yeah, I've heard those are really expensive. Well, how old is Kingston? Kingston is three years old now. Well, three and a half years old. His birthday is December twenty-fourth. Um, how, when did he, like, become your canine? So Kingston spent the first year of his life just as a, as a house pet, um, and his owners that had him for the first year, he became a little, uh, rambunctious for them, and they decided to look for a new home for him. They thought that he might be a good police dog, so they contacted the sheriff's office, and they donated him to us at one year old. So, uh, we got Kingston in, uh, like, January uh, when he was 13 months old, and he was fostered by somebody within the sheriff's office for a couple of months before he came to live with me. And then Kingston and I went to a canine training academy for uh, four months before we deployed together on the streets after our certifications. What's your favorite thing about being a canine handler? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I will say that being a canine handler is the best job there is in law enforcement. Uh I get my best friend and my partner with me every day. Uh, I spend more time with King than I do with my wife and my children at home. Um, So he's with me during all of my shifts. So there's that camaraderie that I have, but there's also being able to go out and watch King work, um, watch him track uh, to go catch bad guys. He, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rewarding to watch him, uh, knowing all the hard work that him and I put in together have been successful. So all in all, it's a, it's quite an amazing experience, but watching watching King work and be successful is probably my favorite thing. What's um, your favorite thing just being about being a sheriff? Uh, the thing I like best about being a sheriff, especially the Boulder County Sheriff's Office, is I get to do a lot of different things with my job. Um, on any given day, I never really know what's going to happen. I might do anything from a routine traffic stop to trying to help a lost child or uh, maybe even going up into the mountains to help out with uh, an issue that's going on up in the mountains. So uh, my job duties varied throughout the day, but also the scenery that I work in uh, varies day by day. You know, I love love the mountains in Boulder County, and I love working up there. And there's also quite a big difference in the diversity where we work here in Boulder County with all of the different cities with Longmont and Boulder, Lafayette, Louisville, Superior, Lyons, uh, and then even up in Netherland, up in the mountains. So um, it's a it's a fantastic job, and it's a great place to work. Well, roughly how many calls a day do you get? You know, it varies every day with us. 
Uh, sometimes I may work only one or two calls, and then there are times when I may work 15 or 20 calls in one day. Uh, every day is very different, and it's different throughout the week. Um, how, like roughly, how many people would you arrest a month? Uh, that obvious, or that also varies every month as well. Um, I may go one whole month without having to arrest anybody, and I may have to arrest three or four people in one shift one day. Um, I would say on average we probably arrest maybe five people per month, each deputy, myself included, so I probably arrest about five people per month. Is it hard being a canine handler? It's a lot of work. You know, on top of the canine academy that we went to together when we first became a team, we also have to do canine training as a whole unit uh, twice a month. And I also do some sort of training with cane every single day, so... Uh, whether that be obedience training or environmental training, getting him used to different things. Sometimes I'll take him out to a playground and let him climb around on the playground to get used to the different services. Uh, so I do training with King every single day on some sort of level. Um, so it's it is a lot of work and a lot of effort. Um, additionally, I have to care for him. I have to feed him. I have to bathe him. I have to brush him. I have to take care of his... Uh, home at my house, which is this kennel at my house, as well as the car that we drive around in uh, to, to make sure everything's clean and safe for him. So it's a lot of work. Well, how many canine units are there in for the Boulder County Sheriff's Department? So within Boulder County Sheriff's Office, we have six canines. So we have four canines that we would call dual-purpose canines, and King is one of those dual-purpose canines, and those dual-purpose canines do both what we call patrol work, which is the um, catching bad guys, if you will. And then they're dual trained in uh, either narcotics detection or explosives detection. So King is cross-trained in narcotics detection. And we have one other canine right now that's still going through training that will be a narcotics detection dog. And then our other two dual-purpose dogs are explosive detection dogs. Additionally, we have a search and rescue dog, which is a bloodhound, that does um, tracking and human remains detection. Uh, that one, our current bloodhound is actually still in training. And we also have one jail dog that is only a narcotics detection dog. He is single purpose in narcotics detection. How many just like sheriffs do you have? And so in the sheriff's office as a whole, we have a little over 100 people in the sheriff's office. Um, we have about uh, between 50 and 60 out on patrol, which would be out on the streets. And generally speaking, during any given time, we have about seven deputies that are out patrolling the streets. Is the Boulder County Jail, is it like, are the guards there or sheriffs or are they like police or are they some other thing? So we have we also have deputies that work in the jail. They're the ones that make up the other half of of our sheriff's department. So um, every well we have we have civilians that work in the jail as well, but they are all employed by the sheriff's office. But we do have um, the guards that work in the sheriff or in the jail are sheriff's deputies, just like me. Well, how like how do what is his, like how does the canine thing fit in the car? Is it like just take up one seat? So our our canine kennels have the whole back seat of our patrol car. So the front two seats 
our normal seats, and then behind our seats we have the start of a cage. So there's a, a steel panel, and then all the way where the the back seat of a car would be, that whole area is one big kennel for King, um, and it has a rubber floor mat in there, um, and it has two temperature probes on the ceiling that monitor the temperature, as well as a fan. And if the temperature gets too hot in there, there's a, a monitor system that monitors it, and when it reaches a certain temperature, then the system will activate the vehicle alarm. It will roll down the back windows for King, and it'll turn on the fan so he can get some fresh air in there. That's really smart. Do you know what that temperature is? Right now, I believe I have that set at 95 degrees for it to activate the alarm. If you like, were to arrest someone, where would you put them? So if I arrest somebody and they're cooperative with me, I transport them in the front seat. So I will move the stuff out of the front seat of my patrol car, and then they will just ride in the front seat of the patrol car with me. If I get somebody that's not very cooperative, they will ride uh, with another deputy. I'll have another deputy, one of my partners, come to where I am, and they will transport the person to jail for me. That's interesting. What do you, like, carry in the back back, back of the car? So in the very back, I have all kinds of stuff. So with being a canine handler, I have a whole bunch of other equipment that I have to carry. So when King works, he has a bunch of different tools that he needs for his job. So when we go track somebody, he has a tracking harness that he uses, and he has two different sized leashes for tracking. One is a 15-foot leash and one is a 30-foot leash. So I have to keep those in a bucket or in a Tupperware. Um, I also have a vest. I have the bulletproof vest that we were awarded that I have to keep back there. I have another vest that I can put on King if we're doing a long track in the mountains where he can carry some additional stuff like his medical bag um, and a collapsible water bowl. I have his his, um, medical bag back there. I carry a couple of gallons of extra water with me. Um, I have uh, our medical bag that we keep for ourselves or other people that we may need to render aid to. We have bite sleeves and what we call tugs that we use for King that I keep in the back, as well as some other training aids that we use for King, um, and then uh, all of my evidence kit and all of the other stuff that uh, most deputies carry with them. So there's a there's a lot of stuff in the back of my patrol car. Wow, what's your least favorite thing about being a sheriff's officer? I would say the least favorite thing about being a sheriff's deputy is doing paperwork. Paperwork is uh, the least fun part of what we do by far, and it's time-consuming, and uh, unfortunately it has to be done with everything. So anytime we make an arrest uh, or we go take a report, and then additionally with being a canine handler, I have to do additional paperwork uh, for King. So anytime I train King, anytime we deploy King, uh, I have to fill out a different form, even if I don't have to do a, an actual report on it. What's your favorite thing about the actual car itself? I think the favorite thing about my car is I like, so the the canine kennels that we have in the back of our cars, some of them are different. Well, they're all different depending on which car they are. The thing I like about this car is that the canine kennel, so we have a door that we can open between the two front seats, and it opens up a little door to King's 
kennel back there. So if I open that, he can stick his head through and he can come up and say hi to me while we're just driving around not doing anything. Um, the thing I like about this car is that when I open that door, it's at a good height to where King's face comes up and it's just right over my shoulder. And he doesn't have the ability to come up and step on all of the lights and siren controls. On my other patrol car that I used to have, if King would come up and say hi, sometimes he would take one extra step and he would turn the lights on or the siren on while we're driving down the road. And I'd have to quickly turn those off before people thought we were trying to get past them. So that's my favorite thing about this patrol car. What would be your least favorite thing about your patrol car? Um, it's a little bit small, so all that stuff that we just talked about that I have to carry takes up a lot of room. It doesn't leave me a whole lot of room for extra stuff, so sometimes I have to bring dog food home because the sheriff's office uh, orders King's dog food, they pay for it. But I have to bring two bags of dog food home, I just had to do that yesterday. I don't really have a whole lot of room for anything else extra in my car, so if I have to bring extra stuff, or if I end up on a call uh, where we have a crime scene and we have a lot of evidence, I don't have a whole lot of room to put stuff in my car. So I wish it was a little bit bigger. Well, what's your favorite type of, like, thing you that you'd have to go to? Uh, I think my favorite thing is um, a suspect who fled on foot and King and I get to track them. Uh, King really loves to track. It's one of those things that we do that requires a lot of work, both from King and myself, and it's really hard. So when we go out and we're successful, um, it's definitely my favorite thing to do is to go out and track bad guys. Well, what's your least favorite type of scene to be going to? Oh, my least favorite thing, I would say my least favorite thing would probably be what we would call a cold fraud case. So... One of the biggest things we have going on right now is people will call and pretend that they are a sheriff's deputy, and they might call your parents and say, hey, you have a warrant for your arrest, we're with the sheriff's office, and we can either come arrest you or you can pay us $3,000 in what they call green dot cards. And then your dad goes to the grocery store and he buys all these green dot cards and gives them the money. Well, then they realize it was a scam, and we have to go to take the report. And the reason it's my least favorite is because we generally don't catch the bad guys and there's a whole lot of paperwork involved and we don't really have any resolution for uh, the victims in that case. So there's not, you don't get that sense of satisfaction of being able to help out the citizens because we, we don't typically catch the bad guys in those cases. I noticed on your left side, like right here, there is like a little like handle with what looks like to be a leash end of a leash on it. This one right here? Yeah. What's that for? So this is what we call our patrol lead. So I keep this on me at all times. So on my belt right here, I have a little button that I can push. And if I push it, it opens one of King's doors in the patrol car. So it remotely opens King's door. So if I am out, say I'm out talking to somebody and they decide that they want to fight me, and they start fighting me while in the middle of the fight, if I can push this button, King can come out and he can help me out, right? Or maybe I'm talking to somebody that I find out has a couple of warrants and he's a really bad guy and he needs to go to jail because he's a really dangerous person and he decides to run away. I can I can deploy King to go catch the bad guy. Well, so this is my regular leash that I have around my shoulders here. 
but I don't always have this on me. So if I don't have this on me and I need to get King out, I can use this leash to hook to King's collar to uh, control him if I need to. So I keep this just as a backup in case I ever need to get King out of the car quickly and I don't have my regular leash. At least I always have a backup with me. So what do you carry on your belt? I carry lots of stuff on my belt. So I have handcuffs, two pairs of handcuffs. I have my taser. I have my little short dog leash. I have a flashlight. I have my radio. Then on this side I have two additional magazines for my weapon. And I have my pistol and keys. And then on the way back I have uh, uh, latex gloves, a few pairs of latex gloves. So I keep a baton in my patrol car in case I ever end up in a situation where I might need it. Um, I also keep pepper spray in my patrol car, but um, I typically won't use any of those on a regular call, so I just leave them in my patrol car unless I, or in case I need to go get them. So what, like, what do you wear? So I have, obviously, I have my bulletproof vest on underneath my, my jersey here. I have pins, because all that paperwork we were talking about earlier. I have a handcuff key here. Uh, I have an additional handcuff key as well in case I need to. I have my work phone. I have an additional firearm, my backup firearm. I have a pin pad. I keep a tourniquet in case uh, in case I ever get shot and I need to put a tourniquet on myself or in case I ever get really injured. Um, I also have my wallet and a pocket knife and my pager. How long have it was your training? So my initial training to go through the original academy was uh, about six months long that I went to the original Peace Academy. And then when I got hired on with Boulder County Sheriff's Office, I had to go through um, additional four months of training on the streets with what we call a field training officer. Was it hard, all that training? It was. So in the, or in the police academy, we had to learn all about all of the laws, and there are a whole lot of Colorado laws. So we had to learn about all those, and we had to learn about all of the other stuff we need to know, the basic stuff we need to know to be a police officer. So that stuff was all really hard mentally to learn. But then you have the physical stuff, so when we go through our defensive tactics training and our, our physical fitness training, it's a lot of physical work, too. Well, like, you're in our car So I keep my patrol car running pretty much all of the time, especially in the summer, because I need to keep the air conditioning on for King. So if you think about right now, if your mom and dad's car has been sitting in the driveway all day and you guys go open it up, it's really, really hot in there, right? Well, obviously we can't have that for King because he stays in the car while I'm not in there. So I have to leave my car running while King's in there. And the fan is just making sure that the engine is staying cool enough because the police cars have uh, a whole lot of other equipment that they have to run. So we have the computer and all the lights and on the sirens, um, all that extra stuff, the radios, our police radios, all that extra stuff means that the car has to do a little bit extra work. So it takes a little bit more to keep it cool. How often would you do you normally pull someone over? Oh, that depends. Um, if I'm just out running traffic, I probably make anywhere from five to ten traffic stops in a shift. I usually don't get to just go make traffic stops throughout my shift. I usually end up having to go help other people or take other calls or go inside and do some paperwork. So uh, I don't spend my full ten hours just out making traffic stops. 
So I probably make about five or ten traffic stops every day. How many different places are there lights on your car? So we have all of the lights on the top of the car, and then there's lights, there's strobe lights, and where the headlights are. There are lights in the front grill. There are lights on the side and the back windows. There's lights underneath the side mirrors. And then there are lights in the back window of the car as well. So we are very well lit up when we need to be. How often do you put all the, like, turn all those lights on? So anytime I make a traffic stop, I turn all of those lights on. Um, if I need to get somewhere to uh, a situation where somebody's life might be in danger, we call it we're running emergency. Um, so when I'm running emergency, I have all of my lights and my siren on. Sometimes I might just stop to help somebody that's broken down on the side of the roadway. Maybe they have a flat tire, they're broken down, and I'll stop to check on them to see if they need any help, or uh, maybe we can call them a tow truck. If I do that, generally I will only put our rear-facing lights on, so the person in front of me doesn't see my emergency lights, but everybody behind me sees them, so they know that they need to slow down. Do you have multiple types of sirens you can use? We do. So I think we have four different types of sirens, and then we have the air horn as well. So uh, typically we all use the what we call the high-low siren, which is your typical siren that you'll hear. Um, but when we come, when I come to an intersection, typically I will switch to what's called the stinger siren, which is a little bit higher uh, pitch and a little bit faster oscillation on it. And that allows people coming into the intersection to know that we're coming near the intersection. Typically, I only use those two, even though there's a couple of other ones as well. So one of the sirens just has the, the sirens like you hear on police cars in uh, Europe, and I don't use that one very often. Sometimes if I'm driving and trying to get somewhere and people don't hear me and aren't getting out of my way, I might push, I might just go down the list and push all four sirens to see if maybe one of them will get their attention. But I honestly don't know why we have so many choices. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. gets in the patrol car. I'll give my wife kisses on the face in the morning when we get up, but as soon as he gets in there, she brings me coffee out. He barks at her, too. So this is it. That's a ballistic shield. Um, so it's kind of like a bulletproof vest that we can hold up in case we need to approach a house where somebody might be armed and we don't want to get a little, shot. Want a little, yeah, exactly. We don't want to get shot. We want a little bit of extra protection. So one of the things about being a police dog handler is that we go to pretty much every really bad call there is in this whole entire county when we're working. So if it's a burglary, a robbery, if assault or a shooting, King and I are going to it because, you know, if we need to track, we're there, we can track. If we need to send them in to go do a building search, we can go do a building search. What's that, like, metal pole there? This? Uh-huh. That's the end of my rifle. Oh. I keep my rifle back in here. I have extra magazines for my rifle. Four different coats. <laughs> a tractable dog leash in case I'm ever out and I need to give him a break by a highway or whatever. Gloves, sunscreen, bug spray. Leashes. So this is his tracking harness here. So. Why does he have a special harness for tracking? 
So part of it is just so he knows what's going on. So he knows if we put this on, his nose will automatically go to the ground and he's looking for for scent. So this we put on him, it's called a muzzle, we put around his nose so he can still smell and bark, but he can't bite anybody. So we do this for training um, where we don't have any protective gear. This is just a little padded harness for if we're, um, sometimes we'll tie a big leash to a tree. Um, that way the bad guy can come up and walk up to him. If we find somebody, if we're tracking him, he finds somebody, he's trained to, to bite him. But yeah, he's trained to bite and hold, so it's, for him it's all play, it's not aggression at all. His tail's a wagon, you know, it's it's a good time for him, it's not, not a vicious dog attack by any means. Nice to meet you, buddy. Good luck with all your stuff. Alright, cool. better get back to work. So long for now, this is Truck, and we'll see you at the next show.